I think the season of Advent would definitely qualify for the endangered species list. It's quickly becoming extinct, right? Not only Advent, but we might also even say that Thanksgiving is quickly becoming extinct, right? How many of you were in your car, right, or going into stores, and even before Thanksgiving happened, you already hear Christmas carols going on, right? You go into the store and you see Christmas decorations everywhere, right? Christmas slowly even is consuming the holiday of Thanksgiving, let alone Advent, right? How many of you, the last time you went into a store, saw decorations for Advent, right? Advent sale, right? 20% off. Right? How many of you who went out on Black Friday went around buying Advent decorations? Right? It's, it's rare, if not completely extinct. Right? Someone told me they were going around from store to store just trying to find three pink candles that would match. And then I told her that there are actually three purple candles and you only need one pink. So she was even frustrated there. You know, Advent, they don't sell those Advent kits anymore. You have to literally go find your own candles, build your own wreath in order to, in some way, celebrate this feast day of Advent. And why, why is that, I think? I think it's because... Advent, we know, is a time when we are waiting for Jesus Christ to be born. It's a time when we wait. Right? And how many of us like to wait? Right? How many of us enjoy looking at that computer screen, right, or our iPhone when we're Googling something, and enjoy watching the little dots go around in circles? Right? No one likes that. Right, what happens when, that, when it's going on and on and we see the little hourglass going around on our computer? Well, what do we do? We turn the computer off and turn it back on again as if that's going to improve our internet connection, right? It has nothing to do with our internet connection, but we do it anyway, right? We, we start pounding on keys, we'll start exiting Google, we'll go back on Google again, we'll type in the thing, and then we see the hourglass going around in circles. We're like, oh, this is so frustrating, right? I need to buy a better router or something, better internet connection service. We don't like to wait. It's not fun waiting. Even if you go down the road to the McDonald's, what have they done in the drive-through? Right? As if driving through is not quick enough. Right? They've put two lanes now at the McDonald's that's right down there across from the 20-mile stand, right where it used to stand, but it's no longer there anymore. You go in and you see there's two lanes, but in the end, there's still just the same window where you pick up your food. Right? Why is that? It's to give the impression that we're going quicker here. And the only thing that happens is you arrive after you order your food and there's two lanes. You're not sure if the guy on the right's supposed to go first, the guy on the left, and you have a traffic jam there and it's confusing. But we want to give the impression that things are moving along. Right? You don't have to wait here. This place is not for waiting. We're moving. So when we come to a season that's dedicated to waiting, we're not really impressed. It's kind of like that time we're like, okay, it's that time when we just have to grin and bear it until Christmas happens. It's a time when we're waiting for Jesus Christ to be born. Now here comes the second strike against Advent. Right? Anyone with a little bit of historical knowledge knows that Jesus Christ was born approximately 2,000 years ago. It already happened. So here we are. The church is asking us 
to not only wait, which we detest as a society, but we're waiting for something that's already happened. And we're supposed to pretend that Jesus hasn't been born yet. No wonder no one likes Advent. It makes no sense. We don't like it. But yet we go through it many times not understanding it. But is that truly what Advent is? Advent. Do we even know what the word means? Right? We say it, but what does it mean? Advent. Right? Do you use that word any other place right, during the rest of the week? Right? Probably not. We probably only use it once a year referring to this season. Advent. It comes from a Latin word, adventus, which was referring to a specific thing. The adventus in the Roman Empire was the coming of, a, of the emperor or his legate to a province. The Adventus was the celebration of the coming of the emperor. The emperor has arrived. It's the Adventus. It's the time when we're called to celebrate. He's here. He is present. So the church, the early Christians, adopted that word for this very reason. Advent, yes, means coming, but it doesn't only mean coming or we're waiting for something to happen. It also bears with it this sense of someone who has arrived. Advent means arrival, coming in the sense of arrival. Why do you think the church offered us the gospel of this evening? Seems like a bizarre gospel to begin Advent. Right? Jesus is talking about the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus talking about it. He's talking about his second coming. And we see how incredibly the end of the liturgical year and the beginning of the liturgical year meet. The very first Sunday of Advent, the first day of our liturgical year is intimately connected with what we've been reflecting on. That is, Jesus' second coming as we were approaching the end of our liturgical year. And now we see that those two things intimately connect in the first Sunday of Advent. So what is it that we're doing at Advent? We are celebrating the fact that Jesus has come and we are preparing ourselves for when he will come again. Yes, absolutely intimately connected with the celebration of Christmas, but it's more than pretending that Jesus is going to be born at Christmas when he already has been born. The season of Advent is to remind us that, yes, Jesus has come, but he's going to come again. You will see him face to face. We're going to see him face to face at the end of time. And not only that, we will also see him face to face at the moment of our death. We will be able to see him. We will, we will be able to touch him. We will be able to experience him as I am looking at you and you are looking at me. That's what Advent is. The perfect person that we, we can look to in the Advent season is Mary. 
why? Why Mary, the mother of Jesus? Because Mary spent nine months with Jesus present within her, yet she couldn't see him and she couldn't touch him. But he was there. This Advent season, we're called to remember that Jesus is present within us and we are waiting for the day when we can see him and when we can touch him. Now, what happens when a woman, right, is expecting a child, right? And all you moms out there know what happens, right? Your daily routine changes. The way you live your life changes, right? Even your name changes if it's your first child. You are now mother. Who you are changes because of the child present within you. The things you eat change. The patterns of your, the way you sleep, the way you rest changes. That child within you radically changes your life. Your lifestyle changes because someone now is present within you even though you can't see them, even though you can't touch them. My dear brothers and sisters, hopefully this Advent, we change. Hopefully this Advent, our lifestyle radically changes because of Jesus Christ who is present within. As we prepare for Christmas, it's not a moment when we're simply waiting. It's not a time of the year when we pretend that Jesus is about to come when he already has. It's a time of the year when we remember that he has come and that he will come again. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we light the candles throughout this Advent season, as we light each candle, ask yourself, has another thing changed in my life? Is my life different because of who I carry within me?